Hello and welcome to Open All Ours, the QPR podcast. I'm Chris Charles. I'm joined by three fellow fans and one very special guest. So from the top, we have Paul Finney, who's done more podcasts than anyone else. Hello, Paul. Oh, you surprised me with that line. Hello. <laughs> How are you? Very well, thank you. Just for anyone listening, this is the fourth time we've started this pod for one reason or another. But anyway, we're up and running. Paul, we'll It's mainly due to the fact that I'm a bin lid. Carry on. Yes, thank you, Paul. Uh, we're also joined by Andrew Alexander, who's had a, a first game as 1974 uh, and has had season ticket ever since. Hi, Andrew. Hi, guys. Thank you for having me. Much appreciated. It's a pleasure. Uh, we're also joined by Charlie Wise, who's the host of Talking Rangers uh, on YouTube, where you can host a watch-along of all QPR games. Hi, Charlie. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for having me on, lads. And last, but very... By no means least, um, is Rob Dickey, who you might know. Hey, Rob, how are you? Hi, guys. Yeah, I'm all good, thank you. It's a, uh, a pleasure to be on it. Oh, it's, 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 a pleasure it's, it's the most organised podcast you'll ever be on, Rob. It's <laughs> yeah. absolutely fine. It Don't worry. <laughs> no, thanks for no joining problem. us. No just problem. before we get into the podcast, Rob, um, I've just got a couple of shout-outs here. Beers are bought by John Touchband this week who's apparently a friend of our great leader, David, who can't be with us tonight. Um, and the episode sponsor is Josh Banks. So, well, let's, before... Thank without, you, Josh. Thank you very much. Without further thank ado, you, Rob, sum up your season so far with QPR. Um, well, that's a good question, actually. Um, I think, on a whole, I like to think it's been a, it's been a quite a good start for me in a QPR shirt. Um, as a, as a team, we had a difficult first half of the season, you know, up till sort of Christmas time or up till January. We, we, had, we were putting in some good performances, but not quite, you know, putting, we weren't scoring loads of goals. Um, but since since the turn of, of January, we've uh, we've really seemed to clip. A couple of experienced boys coming in always helps you. Um, and for me personally, I think it's been... I'd like to think you'd all agree in me th- saying that it's been quite a good start for me in, in the QPR oh, show. 100%, mate. I think I can speak for everyone. Pink Paul wants to come in, Paul. Right, Rob, I was going to say, you, obviously you came from Oxford last season in League One. Um, mm. Was there any point when you joined Rangers you thought, this isn't going as planned, this is not good, and I'm not going back to League One? And, um, yeah, did it seem a bit strange coming to Rangers with no fans, with no one there, and then... We didn't have the best starts. Did you? Did you think it was a bit like a whirlwind? Yeah, um, it was a bit of a whirlwind. I mean, it's it's, just, it's such a shame I've not met any fans yet. You know what I mean? I've I've been here for however long, uh, however long now, and I've li- li- literally I, I know there was two home games with like a couple of thousand fans, but it's just not the same, is it? No, um, we're really missing you, and that's that's like what football's all about is the fans. Um, and, you know, the adrenaline, the buzz of a match day, is, it's really been missing. But to be honest with you, I never, at no point in this season have I really been worried about us, you know, playing League One football again, to be honest with you. I, I know, like I said, we struggled at the start, but we've always had, most teams we've played against, I've not, I've not really looked at anyone and thought, you're, you know, you're just miles better than us today. It's not been the case at all. We're just, it's just at both ends. 
early on in the season we, we weren't good enough. It's as simple as that. And now we are. Yeah. Um, can I argue with that? Can you? Can I, no, you I can't. I mean, there's, there's very few teams. I mean, the championship, you know, it's a very weird division. I mean, that's why it's so yes. good because anyone can beat anyone. Um, yeah. And, and it's typical QPR that we can beat the top sides. I mean, this is this has been happening since I've ever started being a fan. We lose, to the, we beat the really good sides, and then you can have a couple yeah. of flips against someone you're not supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I knew the championship. I've watched championship football for for years. Obviously, I was at Reading, so I used, I used to watch it live at, these, at the stadium and stuff when I was in the youth team. But just playing in it, it, it it's a mental league, like, honestly. Every week you're coming up against something different or just whatever it is. There's no there's no easy games, whether you think a team is, you know, uh, maybe direct or not quite not so not got so much quality, they're still they're still really effective and they're a threat in some way, in some shape or form. Which when I've played League One and League Two, there's been teams who are just not good enough. It's as simple as that. But every side in this division seems to have something that works for them. It's 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 strange, and I, and I know you touched on it there. How we're much better against the better sides, or our you know our results have maybe even get better against the better sides. And I think it's just because you know the Gaffery, we like to play football, and and better sides they give you a bit more time on the ball because when they've got the ball, they want to sort of like you know they want to have the ball. Then when you've got the ball, you want to have the ball. But like the the lesser teams, they're a lot better at pressing because they're not as good on the ball. Does that make sense? And that can sort of make, it, make life difficult for us. Charlie, well, to be a, so, so can I just say one thing before we go to Charlie? Sorry, Chris, this is all going so well. This podcast is moment. You came highly recommended, Rob, by my the guy who delivers potatoes to the chip shop next door to my shop, who is an Oxford fan, and said, "I can't believe you've signed him. He will play for England soon." That's it. And, <laughs> I have, and he's also he also knows Todd Kane as well. He told me that Todd's much better than a back five with wing backs. So there you yeah, go. Anyway, true. so there you go. You can highly recommend the podcast, by a fish and chip shop man. I appreciate that. I, I hope I make the uh, the chippy man proud. <laughs> <laughs> right, Charlie. Yeah, no, just you get onto a point I wanted to get onto there. I think you touched on it quite well that there is quite a big discrepancy in terms of quality in League One and and the Championship, like you touched upon, and and kind of your start to um, to QPR. I think. Um, and stepping up to the championship, I think you made that quite seamlessly. Um, I think you fit in very well. And what do you think that's sort of down to? Sort of you managing that, you know, sort of taking that step up in your stride and sort of embracing it. Do you think it's your skill set, your sort of ability to, to adapt, or your sort of self belief? What's kind of been the reason that you've sort of been performing to the heights you have this season? Yeah, I mean, I think I've just always, I've always had confidence in my own ability. Mm. Um, and I just, I, after last season, I just felt really ready for the championship football. Um, I, I couldn't obviously I don't I didn't know what it was going to throw at me because I've not I've, you know I've played 45 minutes in it for Reading that's it but I just felt I just just confident in my ability to be honest with you I've got you know um, I like the manager here he, he you know he plays touch wood he plays me every game sort of thing mm. so far um, he's got the confidence in me and I've just I've got no reason to really doubt myself to be honest because at every level I've played so far um, I've seemed to adapt to it well and I like to think I'm adapting quite well to the championship as well. Yeah, definitely. I think your performances are, are definitely showing that on and off on and off the pitch. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I appreciate absolutely. that. Thank you. Um, Andrew? Yeah, I just want to say, obviously, reiterate what everyone said, you've been absolutely immense this season. Um, how have you found settling in with, with Barbe and the other defenders around you? Do you see a, 
a, a difference in in the quality? Obviously, there's a difference in quality, but do you notice that quality with the players that are playing around you? Um, yeah, definitely. There is definitely a, um, more quality here. I think, like watching League One football, and watching Championship football, there's there's some players in League One, and you think, yeah, they could easily make the step up to the Championship. But I think the diff- the main difference is is Every single player in, in my, well, not every single player, but most players in all the championship squads are good players. At League One level, that's not so much the case. You know, you get two, three, four good players in a team and the rest are sort of there to make up the team. But here, I, you know, Johan, Lee Wallace, Todd Kane, um, Geordie, Jeff Cameron, they're all, you know, they're all good players. And, and like you said there, or one of you said earlier about us playing in a back five, it just suits a lot more of our defenders than playing in a back four, especially our full-backs slash wing-backs. I think Nico, Lee Wallace, Todd Kane, and I think all four of them are better in a back five, which has obviously been beneficial for us. And what do you prefer playing in? Or are you, do you prefer the, the, the back three stroke back five or would you, or do you prefer... Oh, um, to be totally honest with you, I actually prefer playing in a back four. Um find it easier in possession. I think there's a lot more natural options for me to sort of use in a back four. And I, that probably surprised people because in a back three, I've probably been getting forward a little bit more, haven't I? And, <clears throat> and you know, been able to make more runs forward. But just for my jet, for my passing game, I think I do prefer a back four. But if you ask me at the end of the season, I might have changed my mind. I don't know. I'm not too sure yet. Maybe that's just because I've played more in a back four. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell, I'll tell, I'll tell, sorry. sorry, Chris, sorry, my fault. Um, Rob, I don't know, that, that finish you did the other week was a bit Roberto Carlos, if you don't mind me saying so. I, <laughs> I know, you... I know. I've been saying for ages, I need to add goals to my game, I need to. Um, so hopefully that can be the start of something. And the, the other thing, uh, Rob, I like to ask people, because obviously I'm from Northern Ireland, as you can tell by my stupid accent, is there any chance you could help Northern Ireland out in defence and declare for us? I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll back you up. Is there any relatives you know of? Do you I'm want to afraid, go searching for someone? I'm afraid to tell you that I'm, I'm, I'm full English, like the breakfast. I'm full English. There's nothing wrong with that. I just, I'm just being rather selfish and thinking if I need to call Ian Barraclough, an ex-Rangers player, of course, I can do so. So, um, But you know what? I can lend you my passport. It's grand. We'll have a word after the podcast. But you know what, no, Rob? It, it, it must be weird. I know we've touched upon without any fans and the whole pandemic thing and everything else, but... What a time to be a footballer stepping up into the championship. It must be the most weirdest thing. It is. It's as, as good as it's... As good as the year's been for me in terms of my personal life with um, with my getting my move to QPR, captain in Oxford United at Wembley, um, seeing my young daughter grow as well as she is. Being at a new club like QPR, a big club like QPR, and not you know, not playing in a, in a full Loftus. I love the stadium. I love Loftus Road. I've been, I went there once before when it was full. It was, I thought it was amazing. It was electric. Um, to not to not have played in a full uh, a full Loftus Road yet is is a real shame. And like you said, I, this is my first season in the Championship, and I can't, I can't. I'm not doing it in front of fat. One of the big, one of the best parts of the Championship is you know, like every you're playing in front of 10, 15, 20, 25,000 people every week, and that's never that's something I've never experienced before. 
Um, so it is a real shame, and it's a shame for my family as well, and my girl, and my girlfriend, and my daughter. Well, hope, hopefully, hopefully, your first game in off the road with the fans will be in the first leg of the playoff final. <laughs> That's what I was just about. To, I was just about to say that. Yeah, are you? Because as fans, we've been sort of like you said, first half of the season looking down all season. I mean, you must be a football fan yourself, and you know you yeah. start to become sort of obsessed with tables a bit, and then now we're actually on the first page, which is yeah. Which is, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, like heady stuff. Um, and basically, I, I mean, I think, you know, I was looking at the playoffs and we had those couple of losses and thought, well, that's definitely over. Then you have another couple of wins. You think, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. it is a tall order, 10 out of 13, really. I think it would need to win. But, no, it um, is. Uh, you know, some you, you, some could say it maybe it's too late, but football's a beautiful game. You never know, do you? You know, who knows? Why not? What? Um, what? Obviously, the three games before Saturday, two losses and a draw, was not ideal, of course. Um, but you never know in football. You can't expect to win. I mean, we had a fantastic run. We were top of the form table. I mean, you're yeah. not, you know, realistically, you're not going to win. And I did look, you know, look at that run of games. And being a QPR fan, I was thinking this is this would be so typical if we go and. Uh... Hang on a wee second, Christopher. <laughs> Hang on a wee second. Don't get a flipping player on the podcast and say, no, yes, we can do this. It's absolutely possible. There's there's no one to fear. We're the best team on our day in this league. Rob, I will be seeing you at Webley, big man. It's not a problem. Absolutely, <laughs> Paul. Absolutely, mate. Thank you. No problem. Don't listen to Chris. He's a lovely fella, but don't, don't play this, Chris. You tell me You tell me a better centre-half than, than, than the man himself and a better striker than Charlie Austin, and I will show you a team going into the playoffs. Well, I've got to, I've got to say, on that point... And goalkeeper. I'm, I'm nervous any time any of our players do well because you expect the vultures to start circling at the end of the season. So I do hope that you are here next season, Rob. <laughs> Yeah, well, I was offside before you do. I don't think you've got too many things to worry about on that front. Um, but you, you make a good point, you know. Uh, Charlie Austin, um, Stefan Johansson, Senny Dieng, the defence. We've got a really good spine at the club. We really do since January. Um, and I'm hoping I've got my fingers crossed that in the summer we try and sign both, both Stefan and um, Charlie. Yeah, and Device as well, to be fair, in the two games when he's come on. Sorry, yeah, yeah, he's looked yeah. pretty tasty. Yeah, he has. He's, he's, I think he's just what we needed between myself and Johan, you know, because we, I like to think of myself as a bit, you know, I, I do enjoy I enjoy defending, but I like to think of myself as quite a bit of a ball player as well. I think, obviously, Johan does as well. And, but to have someone like Jordi, you know, a real big, big unit, the fridge, I call him, <laughs> um, to have him between us is... is is good for us because he go and wins everything. But you know, Jeff Cameron did a good job in the middle of us as well. So yeah, you, you know, you ain't going to mess with him. The fridge, are you? No, no. no, no. Do, you know, do you know what though? Do you reckon? Do you reckon Jeff and, and, and Jordy need a few more tattoos? I think they they, they need a few more. I, I definitely saw a bit of skin in Jordy's without a tattoo the other day when he was playing. Yeah, yeah, he, he could do some more ink. To be fair. <laughs> He, 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 he doesn't, but I tell you what, he is a unit, isn't he? I mean, he is massive. Yeah, yeah, he's a man mountain, huge. You wouldn't like to climb him, would you? It's like Everest. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't want to meet him down a dark alley. That's well, for sure. to be honest, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I wouldn't like to play against him, to be honest, as a striker. So. But you know what, though? You, you, you said a good point there as well. I don't know what, the, I don't know what Andrew and I don't know what Charlie, I don't know what Chris thinks, but 
I'm not fearing the playoffs. I think, why not? Go for it as long as we can. You know, on our, on our day, I would like to play against us. I think we've got the makers. It's, it's come together at the perfect time after yeah, a wee right. bit of an apprehensive start. Do you know what I mean, like, Rob? I, I see no, no reason why we can't go for it, personally. Yeah, well, as players, we'd love to. So we'll, you know, we'll give it our all each game. What's the, exactly. What's the sort of consensus in in the squad? Is there is there optimism? Do you talk about the possibility of the playoffs? Do you sort of do you talk about where you will try and aim and finish? What's the sort of consensus? Yeah, um, we're all we're all just pretty optimistic about it. No one, I don't think anyone's dared yet to say let's go for the playoffs. <laughs> um, I reckon a few lads might be thinking it. I don't know. I, I think we'll just sort of take it take each game as it comes, and why not believe if if we can do it then. Why not have a go? Let's face it, Rob. I hate to put pressure on you, but our dreams are in your feet. <laughs> um, I like that pressure. I don't mind it. <laughs> it's good. It's, listen, it's much better going into games like against Millwall and Huddersfield and whoever comes forward and think, you know what? Let's not look underneath. Let's look at the top and go for it because everyone's beating each other. There's absolutely no... Yeah. T- I mean, look at Barnsley. There's no way in any... Time in the championship, I've I've watched it, and I'm an old bastard. I'm 51, that I've looked at things. I've thought this championship is still wide open. Anyone can beat anyone. It, look at what we did to Watford for goodness sake. We made them look yeah. stupid. No, it's so true. And and since what since we beat Watford, they've been flying. It's it's, it's madness. And like you, you know, you touched on Barnsley there. They've been on a hell of a run. But the way they play is, it, you know, they can get seriously hurt by it if if a team's on. If a team gets on the right side of them, it's just one of like we said before. The championship is a, is a crazy league, and anything, honestly, anything can happen. And I know that more so now, having played in it, than I ever did before. Uh, Andrew, did you want to come in with something before we conscious we don't want to keep Rob too long? Just, um, I mean, you're touching on on Charlie Austin, and obviously he's a returning hero of all of us. Um, kind of perceived as being the messiah. How, how, how when he came into the club, did it? change anything did he what i mean he's he, he's a, he's a laugh, laugh a minute guy as well did he bring yeah um, what did he bring to the to the squads because he just, may have it i mean i mean the obvious answer is he's brought goals to the squad which we were yeah. desperate for um but he's you know as an experienced pro he's really you know he, he's what is he 31 he could you know Financially, he's done brilliantly out of the game. He, he could easily come to QPR and just tick over. It's easy for him location-wise. But he's coming and he, honestly, the, the, the responsibility he's taken on himself, it's like he's our captain. You know, he, he gets around all the younger players. He's been brilliant for everyone. All of the so-called assets for the club. He's really tried to help them out. Um, I can't speak highly enough of his impact off the pitch as well as on the pitch, to be honest. That's good to hear. Great to hear. Well, yeah. Rob, listen... I just want to say thank you. You've been absolutely immense, really. And uh, long may it continue. No problem. I, I really appreciate that. I, feel, I still feel like there's more to come from me, but I do really appreciate that. You know yeah. what, though, I like about you, Rob, is you, you've got no fear. You've come in. And I, I, I just, it's, as I keep saying, and it sounds like a broken record, I just can't wait till you meet the fans because no, I mean, our, our, fans, our mm. fans are the best fans in the country. Everyone else can say what they want, but I know our <laughs> fans and I know what they're like. And you will be loved. We just be crying out for a centre half, and you've brought out the best in Barbe. You've you've brought out, you know, it's the keeper, Senny, and everything. I guess it's a it's brilliant times. It's so much better, and I'm really really looking forward to when you get a pipe off the road and you can feel the love because there's a yeah, lot of love. Yeah, out yeah. There. Mm. I hope I do feel the love. <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, 
it's it's weird that yeah most people i mean i know like you mentioned those, those games um the, the couple of games we had but most qpr fans haven't actually seen half the team who's who's playing for us this season right. which yeah. is a really weird feeling and it's there's strange, also, like... there's also yeah. things like songs i mean you know no mm. none of you guys so you know if you if you if you if we'd been in start the season you'd have your own song by now Charlie <laughs> already got his i mean yeah yeah it's um what song did you have at oxford did you have one um i did do um <laughs> how did it go um i saw my mate the other day he said he seen the new pele so he said who <laughs> is he he goes by the name of rob dickie oh, <laughs> yes well, um, I think I, that's what I did for me anyway. We had that for Bazaki, but we could we could yeah. update it. It's absolutely yeah. fine. Yeah. I'm sure you guys will have a, uh, a fresh a fresh song for me. Can I yeah. just say one more thing as well, Rob? What was it like sharing a dressing room with Jimmy Mackey? How mad is Jimmy? Yeah, he's a uh, crazy crazy character. Loved him, loved him as a bloke. He's a bit like Charlie. He tried to help every single one of the young players. Um, but yeah, he's on another level of mad. <laughs> he's pretty. But you know what? I never understood. I don't know what you guys think, but I never understood why people didn't give him the credit he deserved. I mean, he scored a winner against Liverpool. He scored the most famous game ever at Man City. Yeah, Man City. Uh, and people never give him. I, I think he's a great player. He's a great. He's also a great inspiration to go like Charlie Austin to go through all the leagues. Yeah. And like like yourself, you start off at Reading, you go to Oxford, you come back to the Championship, then you, people are talking about you going higher. It's brilliant that these things are happening in the championship, that young players are getting a go. Do you know yeah. what I mean? There, there is yeah, dreams no, to be made. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, I, I agree with you with, with Jay as well. I think because he's such a hard worker, I think that's all people ever see him for is, you know, he just runs, he runs his nuts off every single game. But he brings a bit more to the table than just his hard work. I loved him, loved him as a bloke. And, he's, and, he, and he can dance, can't he, Chris? <laughs> he, can. Yeah. he can and i suppose he, you know he must have told you all about qpr must have uh given you yeah some... when i was um, when i knew they were interested in me he um i had a lot of i was speaking to him a lot at the time so he's he definitely nudged my nudged me in your uh your direction <laughs> say another thing my oh, chip shop my chip shop delivery potato man also told me to keep an eye on Sykes and also your ex centre half partner as well as being very good players for this for the championship. Yeah, both decent players. Yeah, Sykes he's not had as much of a look in this season, but Elliot, I enjoy playing with Elliot. Yeah, he's good. You see, so the potato man not only does spuds, he rec- he's a he's a he's a, a wee bit of a skirt. Yeah, well, he, <laughs> I'll, let I mean, Les, I'll let Les know about him. <laughs> he, he, funny enough, he he lives in the same village as Todd Kane. That's all I know about him, and he delivers spuds, uh, and he's a mad driver. <laughs> but he, he said he said that you were like a rock, and he's been right. So I'll take whatever advice he wants to give the players. <laughs> okay, Charlie, well, have you got one more question before we let Rob go? Last one, last one. Um, I was wondering, what's the sort of the feeling in the camp now compared to sort of the start of the season? Of course, we started winning a lot more games, and I'm sure the confidence has sort of surged. How was that sort of compared to the start of the season where? We started well against Forest and whatever, but kind of yeah, yeah. What's kind of the standout sort of difference between now and then? We look forward to games more because we know that we've got, we know that we can score at one end, mm. and the amount that of changes we've this season, we've got more confidence at our own end as well. It's mm. just both boxes. Honestly, we weren't. We, some fans might say we were playing badly. I don't 
I honestly believe between both boxes we were good, but just in both boxes, which is where it obviously matters, mm. um, we struggled. Um, but the confidence going into games now um, is, is way, way better. Do you, yeah, do you think if we'd have had this squad at the start of the season that we'd already be in the playoffs? I think we'd be doing really well. I honestly do. And sorry, Paul, before we go... Um, <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, um, yeah, Charlie's doing really well. I'd imagine as well, because um, we were quite a quiet team, he's quite vocal on the pitch. That's probably helped, I would imagine. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, but, but don't let Stefan Johansson go under the radar, but he's been brilliant for us. He's just, oh, yeah, different class. To have, to have his sort of, you know, he's the Norway captain. <laughs> to have his sort of experience. And I've got an idea, cool. Rob. I've got an idea, mate. Right, no, just just between us, right? Just between us, you get someone with a bit of a Norwegian twang, asking for his autograph, and you slip a contract underneath it, and a bit of, and a bit of blue paper, and we sign him on a three-year deal. <laughs> just there's a, there's a, I don't know if you see, but we have got a massive Norwegian uh, contingent of QPR. They've got the old like QPR shirts that are Norwegian flag. Yeah, and everything. I did see that actually recently. Oh, Steph mate, they, show me that. They're, they're amazing and I reckon I reckon with a bit of love and a wee bit of intervention we can get him to sign for four years and he'd be none the wiser you, I think Could... just one conversation with you maybe that could do it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not being funny like, like we're proper I mean he's played for Fulham you know it's Fulham it's nice by the river they're not proper he's at a proper West London <laughs> football club though they are clappers they can't be coming to that category do you know they put the clappers they put the clappers on the live games have you heard them flipping clappers oh, it's don't ridiculous get me started on them. Oh, anyway proper. listen uh, Rob I've been conscious you've uh, been more than generous with your time um, we haven't slagged off the clappers yet Chris <laughs> I'll do that when Rob's gone I'm sure he's not interested in that um, but yeah thanks ever so much for joining us really appreciate that and good uh, luck no Saturday big man and thanks. against Millwall as well and you've been brilliant you would never have thought this was your first season of championship you're like an, an old pro already and keep going big man the sky's the yeah, limit definitely. Yeah, I do appreciate that just quickly, don't listen to Chris. Don't listen to Chris. The playoffs are on, mate. <laughs> I told him six weeks ago. Cheers, Rob. Thank you for your time, mate. Cheers, Oh, what a... Andrew, Charlie, Chris, what a lovely fella. Great book. Great guy. Great guy. I want, I want people like that in my team. Absolutely. It's great that we've got, um, we, we've got three or four players who could be in contention for player of the season um uh when a few months ago like but like rob said i mean we did say that as well we were playing decent football we just didn't have anyone to to, to put the ball in the net um and since since charlie's arrived uh since johansson's arrived um things uh things are looking up um i i do think it's going to be I, I would love it but i, I do think it's going to be a little bit uh out of um out of the realms of possibility to get to the playoffs, but um, I think <laughs> oh, right. in that case, I'll remind you that walking down Wembley, where we're Mate, I'd, love, I'd love nothing better than to be reminded and 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 you know, I'll, 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 eat, I'll eat my hat, I'll eat that humble pie, I'll eat anything. Um, within reason, oh, I don't know. I'm looking at it. Have we really seen anyone in this division the way we're playing at the moment? Forget how we started, that's gone, that's history. I'm not scared of anyone. I think we can we can do this. Not, I'm maybe not scared not get... of anyone, but I think to get to 73... I don't even know if 73 points will be enough this year. Um, 
because uh, I have been, you know, as like I say, as a fan, I've been looking at all the possibilities, and it's it's great that we're having this conversation. Who thought we'd be having this yeah. conversation like ten weeks ago? It's, it's it's complete madness. But and yeah, I like I say, I will I'll accept any forfeit if I'm wrong, and I I'd, I'd love to <laughs> any forfeit. We'll discuss that after but yeah um but yeah it's great to be talking about so listen before we get on to um uh the rest of the stuff tonight andrew just tell us a, tell us a bit about yourself okay so i he has uh, been on the podcast before chris by the way I just although the first time i was on the podcast i um spoke uh, spoke about our winger called um Shapido. I came under a lot of stick for that. Oh. I just didn't get his name right, and, and I've never lived that one down. Andrew, I never yeah. get anyone's name right. Just don't worry about it. Yeah, but that's really bad. I felt really yeah. bad after. Yeah, well. My wife called me much worse, so, um, <laughs> you know. But, um, no, I've been a QPR. My, my granddad used to come to QPR back in the day. He brought my dad. I started going in 1973, and now I go with my son, Billy. Uh, season tickets, season ticket holders in the R block, um, and yeah, I mean, I've been working in the charity field for twenty odd years, and now uh, I'm looking for another job. So if anyone's listening out there, give me a call. Um, that's me. That's me in a nutshell. Okay, and Charlie, Charlie Wise, Talking Rangers. Now, for those of you who don't know, it's a really good um, show on YouTube. It's basically it's a watch along QPR game. Is that right, Charlie? Yeah, spot on. Um, every every QPR game, live on YouTube, you can listen to me go a bit mad, uh, talk some nonsense and try and give you a little bit of analysis for, for anything that happens in the game. But yeah, um, you yeah, started it back at the, the first lockdown. Um, you started the YouTube channel and it's sort of just grown since then. And um, I think if anyone's sort of missing that sort of feel of um, that fun interaction um, when it comes to games. If you're sitting there watching it on your own, just type in Talking Rangers on YouTube. Um, there's loads of fans in the comments live talking about the game and whatever. So definitely get involved and um, yeah, check it out. Talk I'll have to pop over one time and, and, and have a look, Charlie, because I'm sure I could I could I could ruin your your your, um, your, your site in five seconds. <laughs> but no, it's good. I have I have listened to it and, and the interviews and everything else you do is brilliant. And also, you're you're really good in the second tier podcast as well. Which is a really, really good podcast that people should listen to if they can. Yeah. And what's, exactly. what's, what's the deal? Because you can't obviously broadcast the game on the channel. So and it, but so you're essentially looking at the screen, just for people who don't know, and you're sort of giving your own commentary on the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'll sit there, commentate, sort of give, um, obviously, an extremely biased QPR fans perspective <laughs> and proceedings, um, and sort of give what I feel, what should happen. Um, yeah, just sort of commentating, people will ask questions, and we'll just have a sort of a chat throughout the game as well but as well um a Q&A dropping tomorrow on the channel with Charlie Austin so we interviewed him today so um yeah nice Talk Rangers tomorrow six o'clock Charlie Austin yeah oh good and the, other, the, the other thing Chris about it as well to be fair with these things is they're just good because people are struggling and it is really good that we've got these sort of things there's another podcast out there's Talking Rangers as well on the sport everyone should listen to as many as they can because hmm. we're, we're a small each club and I think different things from each of them that bring they bring to the table and they're all worth listening to. Yeah, yeah I, no, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree with that. I've been through a bit of a hard time myself, as has Paul. Um, really miss the football. Football and music is my life, going to concerts and watching football. That's been Same. taken out of the equation. So, um, yeah, the podcast has been brilliant. Uh, anything QPR has been brilliant. And, and the WhatsApp group run by Paul is also quite a laugh sometimes as well. Brilliant. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's a, a step. Look, listen, I... For anyone who doesn't know, um, 
myself and Andrew lost our mothers this year and it's been shit. So there's a few QPR fans, um, Carla Rice and a few other people are going through the same thing. Billy Rice, obviously our brother. So it's nice that football brings out a community that people can come and talk to and the WhatsApp group's still going. I know some people have tried to wreck it, but it's still going. And so non-politics, no nothing, just talk about how you're feeling and about games. And um, yeah, it's good. It works. And it, it's a good community. I mean, Rangers as a community is brilliant. I mean, it's the only club I know where you can meet someone anywhere and talk 45 minutes. I mean, I met Andrew a few times and my most embarrassing, it's not embarrassing moments. I remember he was, you were getting that tattoo with the time of Samoa's goal. And I'm going, why are you doing that? And it's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember. I remember. Yeah, it well. I don't know what was going through my head, but you know, but what, it is. Chris? I mean, it is like. I mean, like when we were. Um, it's a distant memory now, but we when we went on holiday down um, Hailing Island in in the in the in the summer, um, and there was a guy with a QPR shirt um, on the on the beach, and so you get talking. I mean, you don't. You know, if it's. A, it, I'm sure that happens with other clubs, yeah. but. We don't win many trophies. I mean, my other half's a Liverpool fan, but if she sees someone in a Liverpool shirt, she, she, they won't sort of have a chat or anything just because it's so commonplace. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I think, you know, and, and or you'll just be, if you happen to have a top on, you're walking along and you'll suddenly from a, a car, you know, you are from a car. And <laughs> yeah, yeah. My favourite story, Chris, is going back years and years and years when Les Ferdinand was at Rangers. And my mate, Stephen Cross. I think you've met Stephen, Chris, haven't you? Yeah. And um, he lives in Dungannon in Northern Ireland. And, and in Cookstown, Les Ferdinand, this is back in the 90s when no one knew who Les was, was doing a, a promotion in Northern Ireland. And um, he just wandered over, Stephen wandered over, introduced himself, sat down with Les for ages, had a good old chat. And no one, no one knew there was a premiership footballer in this hotel, really? apart from Steve. Yeah. And they had a good old chat. And it just brings people together. I think if you're, I mean, the amount of people I meet, you know, whether from Northern Ireland or Australia or whatever, there's always a connection to W12. There's always mm. that kind of like, well, I drank in Notting Hill or I did this or I did that. And it's Jeffrey's Bush. And you still love them. I mean, I still, still, even at my age of 51, I know you're a similar age, Andrew, because we've, we're, we're losing a wee bit here, aren't we? So yeah. um, I'm pointing to my head. Um, when you go past Lock to throw the tube, you still got that magical, don't you, like when you're a kid? And you Absolutely. see them floodlights. It's just, I don't know. Like, everyone loves a football club, but there was definitely something special about Rangers. Definitely. I mean, the amount of fans I meet. Sean, I mean, you're a different age generation to us, yeah. and I know football's different, but, you know, you're chatting on everything else. You must have noticed that the fans are a different class. Definitely. I think, just touch on what Chris was saying, um, something that kind of summed up for me uh, was when I was, I think I was about 14 or something, I was on holiday with my family, and me and my brother were, we're in Lanzarote, we were wearing a QPR shirts around the pool. And one day, this guy from the other side, I can't remember, I think he shouted URs or something. And then mm. ever since then, QPR were playing. I think it's when we're in the Premier League or whatever. And there was another, and then we got chatting and then there's another QPR fan all in this, this hotel in Lanzarote. And we all went down, uh, we all arranged on Saturday. We got a little, oh, I can't remember, a taxi all together down to the seafront in the sports bar watching QPR. And then um, it came back a few years later and we made good friends with a guy, uh, Rob, he's a, he's a great guy. And um, and then we got into speaking and then I've, then I've, I sat in P block. I got, I got a season ticket for him. This is when I was 15 or so. And then, um, yeah, I still, still, well, sit, still sit near him now. So it's, it's crazy how things like that unfold with QPR. Like you say, it's that if, you, if you're a Man United fan, you see a Man United fan, you don't go up to him because it's just common, common sort of knowledge. Exactly, but, yeah. yeah. It's that special sort of that connection where, because it's so rare, you do go over and approach someone. So no, it is, it is a great, we have a great fan base. 
Well, even, you know, my, my, my mother, half, we, we live in North London and she sort of came in sort of excitedly the other day. I was sort of bloke with a QPR shirt on running an alley pally. And I was, and I was like, oh, really? Yeah. In my old road of Finchley, by the way, sorry, Chris. I know I keep talking about you. I'm really sorry, Chris. I've had one too many coffees today, I think. Um, in my road of Finchley, there was four QPR fans, believe it or not. So... When we got, there's one time in the 90s, and I had 13 or 14 people from Belfast in my one bedroom flat. <laughs> that didn't wow. go down well, I can tell you. And then there was four people in our road that were QPR fans. So going to that game, I think it was a Palace. I'm not sure. Maybe it was a Palace. No, maybe not. I don't know. Anyway, there was about 20 QPR fans at um, Finchley Tube Station, Finchley Central, and it was bloody hilarious. Wow. <laughs> Arsenal fans and everyone else were just looking at us thinking, holy shit. So yeah. We're, we're the biggest, best little club, biggest club in the world, in my opinion, because we just come from everywhere. And even when I'm doing my delivery for North London and meeting Rangers fans, I, I never get away because I yap away for hours, as Andrew will testify. I will bore the pants of anyone about QPR, long and short. Never okay. boring, bro. Never boring. <laughs> okay, we're guys. to differ. Right. Uh, we Take should control this podcast, Chris. Well, well, I'm trying to, Paul, but you keep interrupting. Um, I know. Right. Uh, if we can move on to the games, the last two games we played, let's start with Bristol City. Um, I don't know about you. I mean, we, we, we predicted the scores last week. I don't think anyone predicted a win, maybe a 1-0. I think the consensus was 1-0, 0-0. And especially after the two or three results that preceded it, that was a very welcome surprise. Uh, Paul, might as well start with you. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> Did anyone else notice the detection of in his voice of desperation, like, yeah. shut up, Fiddy. I'm trying to run a post. No, do you know what? I didn't. I thought it was going to be a manager's bounce. I thought we were playing him at the wrong time. Didn't see that at all. What a game. What a finish as well by the man we had on as well. So, you know, it's... it's Yeah, it was, it was a bloody good game. We controlled it completely. I didn't feel any shadow of a doubt we were going to win that game for the mm. first five minutes. We completely controlled it. I've never seen us do that for quite a while. It was almost like one of the Warnock sides. It was just a joy to watch. Enjoyed that one. That, for um, me, that was we? yeah. For me, that was one of the most sort of professional wins of the season. I think we dominated that from start to finish. And for me, it's been something that sort of tactically been that I've been that I've been calling for. Um, I think the problem with the five, and I, I say this on my channel. I think every week, I think I bore everyone, uh, but I'll hit you. With, I'll hit you guys with it. Um, I think the problem is when you play five at the back and you play two up top. Um, you you walk into every game where you pretty much know you're going to get run uh, overrun in midfield. You've got Stefan Johansson and Sam Field going into that one. I know Elias Chairs and sort of in the midfield playing behind the front too. But um, on that sort of note, you, you go into games there, you, you're going to get played off the park in, in the middle of the pitch um, because you've got, so, you've got five at the back and two up top and nothing in the middle. Um, and that's why I think having just Charlie Austin up top and bringing Chris Willock and Elias Chair with then Field and Johansson, it just gives us a bit more dynamism. Um, and just gives us a bit something else. And I think sometimes when we play that two up top, um, sometimes uh, we don't have enough midfield and it causes Dykes and Austin to sometimes drift a bit wide. And it just, it just doesn't work for me. But bringing Willock with chair, um, it just brings a lot more creativity. It allows Charlie Austin just to be at the pinpoint um, a bit more. And I think that just paid, paid dividends uh, with that 2-0 win over Bristol City. Yeah, although I would say, you know, we did, we did win four on the bounce playing it playing playing yeah, the no, other way. that is so, true that is true and i think i think as well what i sort of 
gather with Warburton is that he's he's quite a stickler for if if if, if it's if an ain't break, don't fix it. If we mm. won four in a row with those players, but equally, I think the, the three games that followed that, um, we needed to do needed something different, and that the bringing starting Willock, I think, was the breath of Definitely. fresh air we needed. Um, sorry, uh, Andrew. No, I, I have to agree with all of you there. Um, the one thing I, I, I get really irked about is the. The, the pelters that Todd Kane gets. Because I, I, I honestly, I think he's been great this season. Okay, he's put a few crosses in that haven't reached their man, but going forward, I mean, look at the ball he played to Elias Chair on oh. against Bristol City. He was absolutely superb. And his defending is, is good. He gets back. And, and, and Lee Wallace, I mean, he's Superman at the moment. He, I mean, how old is he? He's up and down that pitch the whole game. He's putting tackles in, he's putting crosses in, he's overlapping. It's just great to watch. I, I know the, the fullbacks come under a bit of um, stick sometimes. I, maybe I'm by myself. I, I, I think they've been pretty good this season, or the second half of the season anyway. No, I don't think you're by yourself. I mean, I, I, I said in the last podcast that, you know, we could do with a, we could do with another left back come the summer. And I, I stand by that. But I do also think like in this system, it really suits Lee Wallace. In fact, sort suits both of them. And, yeah, I mean, where's that pace come from? I mean, all of a sudden, oh, he's, he's flying, isn't he? Um, but then again, saying that, Chris, is it just confidence, though? I think it, it is. Could be, mm. yeah. No, it could be. Um, I, I, I just, I, I don't like to say this, but I haven't got so far that much confidence in Hammerlinen. Um, no, I'm just I hoping agree. he's one of these players that will come, and maybe him playing in this system again will suit him a bit more. I'm just, you know, maybe. maybe. It's a tricky one, though, Chris, because Wallace, I didn't see that happening, and Kane definitely, but the back five thing does suit them. But that ball that Kane played reminded me of David Bardley. That's mm. exactly the sort of David Bardley type role that we had back in the day. I know yeah. I'm old and Andrew and Chris. No, you're right. I Sorry, Chris. You know, it was pinpoint. It was amazing. And to put it on the smallest player in the pitch's head at that angle, flip it on. But, but he's, he's done that a few times. There's been a few balls he's played. I mean, yeah, well, it's weird. I mean, I didn't rate him. I'll be. I'll hold my hands up. I slaughtered him sometimes, you know, being at games and whatever. But you know, in the back four thing. But I me, mean, Chippy Man again told me he needs to play as a wing back. He needs to play. So he was right, and I was wrong. And he's he's done well. But also, you, and Rob Dickey's right about Johansson. I I think he has brought so much difference oh, to the side and field as well. Yeah. You know, the, 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 the way he plays the balls, he gets stuck in, he's got a bit of a temper on him. It's what we've been crying out for, Chris, for about two years. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. And, and on the, you mentioned the podcast, there's also another good podcast, West London Sport, um, with, with Kevin Gallon on. And, and what Kevin was saying, and, and you know, a lot, lot of respect for Kevin, I like him very much. Um, he was saying that the board need to go for it this season. We need to make a statement, mm. sign those three players or two players, uh, Charlie and Johansson. Uh, my only fear with that is the whole FFP situation, the wages. I mean, Charlie's reportedly on 50 grand at West Brom. I don't know what Johansson's on. So, uh, but from what Johansson's been making the right noises as well, saying that he likes, you know, he likes what, how we play, likes the club. He's a, there's obviously the the, uh, the the aspect of the Norwegian um, fan base as well, but it's just whether uh, we, we're actually allowed to spend that much yeah, money on. That's my only Do you know what, Chris? I don't know what, I mean... Charlie be more up to these things than me because I'm old and he's younger than us. Let's face it, me, <laughs> you and Andrew, we're a certain age. But I think FFP after this pandemic is going to be completely different. And everyone seems to, the only team that seemed to get done for FFP was us anyway, even though Forrester mm. clearly 
massively above it. Derby are massively above it. All these other teams are, are just flying through it. And we're the only ones that got done for it, which is a bit weird. So I'm not sure how FFP is going to be, Chris, after this pandemic. It's going to be a very interesting, but it's a good point to raise. Okay. I'm, I'm um, really, I'm really sorry. I'll quickly go back to a point. I'm sorry to kill the flow, but I just no, wanted no, to get no. in there about, um, about Todd Kane. Um, and I think Andrew touched upon it well. I think the fullbacks have been under big scrutiny this season and albeit they didn't start the season too well, but I think sometimes it's managed expectations. I think Todd Kane, you look at his, his, his career so far, he's been at Chelsea. Oh, maybe I could call really? him else, but he's been, at, he's been at Chelsea for seven years, but all of those seven years, he's been on loan at, um, a different club not mm. one not one club has wanted to take him on full term so QPR they come up sign him on a on a contract after being in and out of so many clubs and all of a sudden the fans expect him to set the world like a right back it's when with the budget and the constraints we have and you sign someone on a free transfer that's not not you know not really held down a club for the last five years what what do you expect he's taken time he's found his feet at QPR and like Andrew said I think he's been fantastic uh, come the second half of the season I think Lee Wallace as well you look at I think QPR players, I think he puts in he puts in five really good crosses and two poor ones. And I think well the QPR fans own, we just remember the two. And I think sometimes yeah. you get too caught up in the errors that you kind of don't you don't reward players for the good things they do, and then they get stick and then they wonder why their confidence is low. So it's a bit of a vicious cycle. But I think QPR mm. fans I'm I'm a victim of myself, I hold my hands up, but we do get caught up sometimes with bit too much optimism and sometimes you just need a bit of reality check but that's the point I wanted to get in there but you know what Charlie though sorry Chris Geared. the real the reality is when you're not there we don't see it we see it differently I mean mm. I, I I'm not doing this watching it on a screen thing tablet thing well I I'm used to watching it live as we all are I mean, Arsenal fans Tottenham fans whatever and my new Liverpool they, they're different to us they and I think that's why everything is magnified. Do you know what I mean? When you're losing, it looks so much worse on the screen than when you're there. Because when you're there, you can see the effort, you can see the try yeah. you, you, you can see a dialogue in the players, you can see a dialogue on the bench. We're not seeing that. All we were seeing was us getting beaten, the heads going down. Whereas now, Chris, be warned, I'm going to say it again, there's a little bit of hope. <laughs> and that's not a bad thing. Just a little tiny bit of hope. Um, I was just going to, just before we end on Bristol City, um, sorry, I've got my youngest daughter here who's uh, coming. Come and say hello quickly. Hello. Yeah. Hi. I met you a long time ago. You won't remember me, but I met you at Stratford. Anyway, yeah. carry on. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to you you head off now, darling? No. Okay. Right. Oh, she's giving me a cup. Sorry about this. This is not just <laughs> like a good, um, good radio, whatever you call it. Okay. So I was just gonna, before we go for Bristol City, I was just going to say it was good to see us pressing Harry and Charlie Austin. Yeah, we love Charlie Austin. <laughs> <laughs> well said, <laughs> Lewis. Well said, <laughs> Lewis. Yes. Um, uh, so yeah, I, I, I thought it was good to see us pressing Harry. It's almost like we'd sort of taken a bit from that Barnsley game, snapping into tackles, pressing them, not leaving them any time on the on the ball. Um, and and yeah, I, I I just think um, I just think we just looked like a whole different team from the from the two games before. Um, complete. We looked complete. We did. Um, and the other thing before we leave that game, Nick London, um, a couple of nice lines from him. Quality, quality passing routines was one. Um, Legend. Yeah. And the other one was Zach Viner looks as if he's five point pints in. Which I thought was, uh, was, <laughs> what about what about David Wheeler as a QPR legend? How about that one? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> he does it every week, okay. Uh, I, I think I think people have missed the point though that he's taken the piss. Yeah. I mean, some people think it's, he's being serious. I personally don't know the fella. 
I think he's taking the piss. He, he does come up with some good one-liners, though. Yeah, oh, he's good. The, the dominator and, and squirts the ball to the other side of the pitch is a personal yeah, favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? Him and Sinton together are brilliant. I mean, Andy Sinton's the best side in this club made ever, in my opinion, as an ambassador. He has pulled us from this coattails and from, it, from his boots. to the, He's done so much, bringing all the players in, doing the frivolous. Yeah, Andy Sinton deserves so much credit for what he's done. Okay, lads, but before we move on to the R's end, we just should talk a little bit about Wickham as well. Again, mm. um, not pretty particularly, but basically it was another side to us. We managed to, we, we, we sort of ground out a win, I suppose you could say, well, Charlie. Back, back in the, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry, sorry Andrew then, Andrew. I was going to say, just back, back, in the, back in the day, these are the games that we would lose. We'd play well against... Bristol City away, and then we play a team like Wickham with no disrespect to Wickham, bottom of the league. We end up losing one nil at home, but something happened, and we won. And you know, I was just pleased with the three point. It wasn't great. It wasn't pretty, as you say. Um, defensively, we were sound. They went, they fell over every time they got anywhere near one of our players, uh, which is yeah. a little annoying. Um, but you know what? We held on. We ground out, and uh, it was three points. Sorry, Charlie. Go on, you go. Yeah, That's Charlie. Right. No, no. But I think. Um... I think I think we started the game well. Um, good twenty, good first twenty minutes. Um, but then the tempo started, tempo sort of dropped, um, and sort of the fantastic movement that we saw in the Bristol City game um, was non-existent. But we we didn't exactly have a bad game. Um, it's a bit of discredit there, but um, we just didn't do quite what we did well in, in the Wiccan game, and we let them sort of grow into it. Um, we sort of flattered them a little bit. I'll tell you what, we think, some people think we are bad fullbacks. Some of the crosses that that Wickham side oh, were putting in were <laughs> diabolical. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Honestly, I was singing Todd Kane's and uh, Lee Wallace's names all night after seeing, like I say, some of the crosses they were putting in. But no, uh, we made it very hard for ourselves, especially in the latest spells of that game where we near enough just sat on the 18, the edge of the 18-yard box and let Wickham come on to us. But um, we, we ground it out and it was a good, good three points in the end. Paul? Um, let's listen, Wickham are probably three, well, they're on a division three wage bill, aren't they? Let's be honest. And, you know, what, what Ainsworth has achieved though. I mean, I, 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 I kind of felt a bit sorry for a lot of Rangers fans. Not a lot. Some people said, oh, you know, what a terrible team and everything else. What do you expect? They've got a, it's a small budget, small squad, and they've got a, they're, they're limited, but the fullbacks, I think Charlie's bang on. And that was, that was weird. I, I, I don't think they listened to the memo on that game, to be fair. But it's a scrap again that Andrew is also right. We were, we could have lost easily. I, mean, I remember playing them at their place. It wasn't, you know, we, we, we got sucked into them a little bit more. With, I think this week we, we, we dominated, we held our game together and we didn't get, I mean, the dive by their player to try and get a penalty was quite shocking. It's probably one of yeah. the worst dives I've ever seen. And, yeah. You know, to quote Chris Sutton, you've got to be better than that. I mean, that's that's embarrassing. I mean, I don't, you know, you don't want to see that at any level. That was just horrendous. But it was nice to see Gareth back at Rangers. I think clearly Gareth has got a little bit, I think he loves QPR. Of course he does. Well, he came out and said, you know, we're, we're essentially one of the one of the best clubs in the world in uh, not in terms of talent but in terms of you know um the love that he's got for them um but interesting on gareth ainsworth a lot of people ahead of before mark warburton was appointed a lot of people you know thought ainsworth would be the man um looking at the football hit this that side played okay he might be working um he's obviously working with limitations there but uh if warburton did go would any of you guys want to see ainsworth um in i think it's a bit too early for ainsworth yeah. i think he needs to manage it um Maybe this level or one below for a couple more seasons. Uh, just 
as much as I'd love to love to see the man back at QPR again, I just think it's a bit too early in his career for him. I think we need stability more than anything. We need stability, 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 stability. And yeah. build and keep them. I'm sick of second managers and I'm also sick of killing QPR legends. Yeah, just, you know, just, when they... to, just, just to clarify that, I wasn't suggesting remotely that. Oh, no, Chris. No, no, it's a good, it's a good thing. If there's any, for any reason he departed, um, yeah, because would, 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 would Ainsworth still be a front? I line? think he'll Is leave it... Wickham at the end of the season. I think he, if they go, when they go down, I think he will go because what else can he do? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So it'll, it'll be an interesting one where he ends up after that. Sorry, um, Charlie. It is a good point because I think, say, for example, Orbiton was sacked tomorrow. I think he'd probably be one of the top names on the list in terms of, um, I think he'd probably inter- in- be interviewed for the job anyway. But um, I think, to be fair, I think Wickham weren't the best side that I've seen at the Kyan Prince this season. I've seen much worse opposition. I think they were drilled quite well. I just think they don't really have the quality in that side to kind of really pull off what even probably um, Ainsworth wants to get out of that side. But um, I think thing is for Ainsworth I think you look at that Wickham side they were never expected to go up last season I think he mm. sort of performed well under a side where they've overachieved and with that there's no pressure on him as soon as he steps foot um into QPR there's big expectations on his shoulders the QPR fans expect probably next season us to be pushing on um and, and building on what Mark, Mark Warburton's done so I think that sort of pressure this early in his managerial career wouldn't really allow him to, to flourish. So for me, it wouldn't be the right time for Gareth Ainsworth. I'd love to see him uh, manage QPR later down the line. But like I say, yeah, I now, is, now is not the time. Okay, guys. Um, listen, before we go, there's a couple of, couple of fun questions I just want to ask you all. Um, first of all, which player would you least like to lose in the summer? Which player? Because obviously we've got two or three low knees. Um, yeah, we've we've got there's Dicky again. He's obviously doing well. Says he's signed a four year deal, but there might be a few looking at him. Seni Dieng. Which player would you least like to lose? Rob Dicky, Seni Dieng, and all the loan players returning. And um, yeah, don't want to lose any of them. Which which is your favourite then out of that one? I've got to be honest. I, I'm I'm a I I love defenders, so I would say Rob Dickey. I love. I think defenders become forgotten about with the, the rise of Premiership madness and goals. I think when you look at defenders, and especially after we lost Glenn Wood last week and other players, it's and Macker. It's such an art form, but it's not appreciated. And I think Rob Dickey is old fashioned. He's old school, and I love him. And not just because he's on the, the podcast night. So <laughs> I would like him to hang around for a wee bit longer. Charlie, for me. Um, it's a tough one. I think if if I put into the consideration um, areas where we probably get by, I think if we lost Rob Dickey, we'd probably get by. We lost Sonny Dieng. He's monumental for us, but I think we'd probably get by. But I think one player that would struggle, we struggle to replace is Stephanie Hansen. I think we've got a lot of like for like midfielders. Sam, Sam Field and Dominic Ball um, are very similar. Uh, Tom Carroll, not too dissimilar for him. And Luke Amos as well. I think they're all a little bit one-dimensional, but um, Stephanie Hansen, he he just oozes class. Um, he can turn a game on its head. He's got that ability to, to cut a defence open with a single pass. And um, I think he's fantastic. And I think he's brings something to the QPR side that we don't already have. Andrew? I agree with everything uh, everyone said there. I, I think if I'm going to go somewhere different, I'll go with Charlie Austin, just because he's brought goals to the team. He's brought a confidence to the team. He's clearly one of the good people to have around the club, putting his arm around the younger players. Um so I'll, I'll go with Charlie. Charlie. Okay, well, just to be different again, I'll go with Seni Dieng. I, I think, um, <laughs> I think since he's, since uh, he's been promoted, um, it's not just his shot stopping, it's not just his positioning, it's not just his overall ability. I just think he's given confidence. And okay, we've had a couple of additions, but confidence in a like a quaking defence 
from last season. And it must give you, as a defender, it must going into that game, knowing you've got a keeper of that quality behind you, um, brings out the best in you as well. So there we go. Okay, and the last one before we come on to Mars End, which teams would you like to come down and go up next season? Which, so promoted and relegated. Let's just say, I mean, Sheffield United, okay, they're, they're down. West Brom pretty much. Who would you like to join them next season? Fulham. Bearing in mind, I think we'll be playing in the Championship. Hopefully not, but I think we'll. <laughs> Fulham. You'd like Fulham. Yeah. I, I, w- I would have said Fulham, but I want to keep Stephanie Johansson at the club. So yeah. I'll go oh, to yeah. Newcastle. Yes. Yeah. Newcastle. Uh, in that case, I've changed my mind. <laughs> then they'll have that, clappers that for one season. That was <laughs> the road I was going down. Obviously, been, you know, I've been looking at... But Fulham are actually playing all right. I've never hated Fulham anyway, particularly. Good uh, win over Liverpool, in fairness. And, and I also think that... Um, yeah, you have I don't hate them, I just don't like them. Yeah. <laughs> there's, also, there's, there's one thing with Johansson also, I just think they probably keep most of those players and they're obviously a decent yeah. side. So yeah. um, for that the reason, only, I the would only other thing... Go... Sorry, Chris. Sorry, right. Sorry, say it again. I'm just wondering <laughs> what you guys think. Sorry, lads. Uh, I'm just thinking if Newcastle go down, maybe they can get rid of their, their owner and, and maybe get their club back a little bit as well. I do, I do worry about where they're going on to him and perhaps you know it's time that they part a company and, and, and give this tool back to the fans because he's killing that club from the inside. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Charlie, any thoughts on that? Um, to be honest, Andrew nicked my point. I'd like for them to stay up just purely to try and keep Stefan Johansson. Yeah. Um, like I say, Newcastle coming down, they probably need a bit of a reset. Like you say, um, West Brom, I'm not, I, won't, I won't really mind them coming back down. For me, like I, I love say, going there to that fine. That fine's great. We'll go, I'll take it out next season, Charlie. It's honestly it's one of the best away days. What a West Brom? Yeah, yeah, I've done honestly. it. It's good. I oh, was it there. Is the, uh, it the three-two with Joe Barton and Vargas oh, and yeah. Zamora scored that a four-two? Actually, that was a cracking day. Uh, it's uh, a good in crack. The Premier League. Yeah, it was it's quality. It's um, a good crack. What about coming up? Do we know much of the, the teams below us? Um, Peterborough well, in the driving seat at the moment. Mm. I'd like yeah. to see Lincoln. Yeah. Nice cathedral. Yeah, because I think coming up, you've got to think more of away days, haven't you? Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. Peterborough's... I've been Peterborough a few times. Is, who I was it? Hollow in the mix as well, aren't they, in League One? There's Sunderland are there as well, aren't they? Sunderland, yeah. Yeah, yeah Sunderland would be good. Be good to have Yeah, them. I think Sunderland yeah. needs to be in the Championship at least, don't they? They're not a League One club. It's kind yeah. of mental how they're down there. <laughs> but this is, well, it's also away days, but I, like, I, I think Link could be a nice way, nice day to spend. Yeah, it'd be good. And, you know, I'd like to see Coventry stay up because they're going back to the ground next season. It'd be nice if they yeah. got stayed in the championship to go home. Yeah, I'm getting all sentimental at me old age. I can't stand on the football because yeah. for some reason <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. I, 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 feel a bit, I feel a bit gutted for Wickham that they've kind of, they've been able to get to the championship and they've not been able to enjoy it one bit and not yeah. been able to be in the stadium. I'd love to go to Wickham away, so down the road for me. But yeah, I think they'll be gutted with that because I don't really think they'll be probably coming up anytime soon. No. Uh, bloody hell. Oh, honestly, that bloody hell up to Wickham's ground. Jesus. Anyway, carry oh, on. it's terrible. It's shock- I, I, honestly, you do your steps of a, a year in walking up that bloody hill. <laughs> okay, lads, we're going to move on to the R's end now. Um, any other business? I'll go first. Um, so I just I nicked this from Simo on Loft for Words. Um, just said, like, we're currently three points in three places better off than we were after 34 games last season, which... I think it's no mean achievement given we got we've lost Eze, Manning, Wells, Hugel, BFG, Hall, uh, for the past few games, Bright. 
So to be three points off, better off than we were last season, um, with all that um, all that talent shipped out, I think is a pretty monumental achievement. So so fair play. Whatever happens, even if we don't make the playoffs, um, then I think it gives us a lot of optimism for next season. Quite okay. correct. Well said. Okay. Uh, who wants to go next, Andrew? Yeah, I listen. I think I think if we carry on playing the football we're playing. Um, if we if we can keep the, the team together, the squad together for next season, we, we could be a real force. Uh, we're playing really good football. It's great again seeing Rob Dickey coming out with the ball, playing it to, to feet. Um, it's just great. It's just been great. These last few weeks have been just been great. I just wanted to continue. Let's do as well as we can and, and get the wallet out if we can and keep those players at the club because if they do, then we'll be a force to be reckoned with next season. I reckon. Brilliant, Charlie. Um, I think I think this sort of resurgence has been, um, I'm sure, very very welcomed and, and very enjoyable for QPR fans. But I think that's a big big um, a big reason behind that is this this five at the back. I think it allows sort of all the players you do have in the side to flourish. I think Todd Kane, Lee Wallace, um, are even more average average than they are at, um, in a four than they are a five. And I think, well, I don't know what it is about a five, but because it, it, it's sort of a little bit unconventional in this sort of modern twist, obviously moving away from a four. But when it seems to go wrong, managers just seem to drop it so quickly. And I think I want Warburton to really stick with it and, and try and build with it. In, and in the summer, bring in players that, um, that work in that five, because I do think it is the best way um, that we can utilise the squad we have, because that four-two-three-one, yeah, it worked last season with Eze, um, the likes of Wells and Hugo, whatever, but it doesn't work with this side, and we saw that in the first half of the season. So I want to see him stick with this five at the back, work on it, try and keep the players we have in the window and kind of bring in some, some good full-backs that can, that can really challenge sides um, offensively for us, but also uh, make us more solid defensively next season. Great hmm. stuff. Uh, Paul? I've got two very quick points. Oh, yeah. There you go. Put the kettle on, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Let's ignore that. First of all, apologies, Andrew, for tonight. I, I, was, I was trying to call Andrew today so he could come on, and then I completely messed up, and it all went wrong. So apologies, everyone, for me messing up the podcast. Yeah, it was a good um, mistake to make. Uh, you've been brilliant, Andrew. So, no, exactly. Cool. And I don't regret it for one second, but just wish I'd be a bit more organised. <laughs> um, thank you. Um, I'm a bit worried about sponsorship of football I'm, go- I'm not gonna lie the football indexing has, has has worried me a lot and there's been quite a few of these gambling firms that have gone bust done things that aren't really ethical and everything else i just like all football clubs not just talking about rangers all football clubs do more due diligence on these people find out who you're putting on your shirt because kids and adults will buy things will get involved in them you're advertising to the public you're advertising to your own people just be careful. That's all I say. We all need sponsorship, but yeah, not not a good week for football sponsorship yet again with um, another one we're linked to. And my last point is, I agree with Rob Dickey. I think that was one of the best interviews we've done in a long time. Just to get someone so level-headed on here, and that's why I love this podcast. And everyone who keeps this podcast going, I cannot thank you enough. It gives us a chance to meet and have a chat and just be QPR, which is all we want to be. Great stuff. Well, uh, thanks, thanks, guys. I really enjoyed that, and um, I'll be tuning in to watch you on Saturday, Charlie. Um, <laughs> looking forward to that. One thing I didn't mention: uh, our old mate Jimmy Doe, James Doe, is that uh, in a team that uh, team QPR in the race to Europe against squads from all London's other football clubs. 
Um, and a message a few days ago, they'd done nearly 2,000K since Monday. Wow. Um, and if you want to give them some money and follow what they're doing, just go to Virgin Money Giving and it's QPR Race to Europe team. So there you go. Well done, Jim. Yeah. Lovely fella. And follow Jimmy, James underscore W12, I think it is, uh, if you want more information on that. And do you know what, Chris? I know we're going to go on score predictions now, but I want to say, if you do the score predictions and we win again, will you change your mind towards the playoffs? Um, I, I, I can't, yeah. I mean, like I say, we need to win 10 of our last 13, I think it is. So um, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the playoffs. I'm looking up. I'm not looking down. Thank so, you, Chris. I'm, I'm happy to be wrong, like I said. Okay, so okay, scores for Saturday, Huddersfield at home. Paul, sorry. Well, it's been a while since we beat someone nine nil. <laughs> We've never been anyone nine nil. Did we do? Did we do? Yeah, eight, we did. Eight, no, eight, we've done a seven nil and an eight one. Eight I think, one. We've had. What about that one? We had nine two against Tranmere. Yes, it was taking Tranmere. I thought we scored that against Tranmere. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, mm-hmm. see, Andrew, I do know what I'm talking about. You did, um, you did. You did. You did. Like you got the nine right, but yeah. Um, I think, yeah. I think. Listen, I'll take it. I'll take a one nil off someone's arse. Just keep going, keep okay. winning. It just puts a smile on everyone's face, and it makes it such a nice, better weekend. Charlie, two nil to the arse for me. Fabulous. I'm backing us. Excellent, Andrew. I'll have to go the same two nil. That's what I was going to say. Okay, well, I'll go. Uh, I'll go for three 0 then, just for the crap. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, See you thanks all so much. In all boxes. <laughs> it's been great having you on. Um, uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, this has been Open All Ours. See you next week. <laughs>